This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit VSPDirect.com today. That's VSPDirect.com. Visit Hellsberg.com for safe and easy ways to shop this holiday, like free shipping and returns, virtual shopping appointments, or buy online and pick up in-store. And right now, get a free Microsoft Surface Go 2 with the purchase of $1,499 or more. You gift, you get. Limited time offer while supplies last. See online or in-store for details. I got the right microphone on this time. All right. Confirmed. Did you trim your beard? Yeah, beard's been trimmed. Uh, hair's... Oh. Look, my hair's gone. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, uh, hang on. Let me get a full look at that dope. It is... Gone. Gone, brother. You looking like Stone Cold up in there? Oh yeah, I got the full. Well, I didn't go like straight razor to the head. Like uh, I didn't, I didn't do shaving cream, but I went all the way down, like no guard. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't see any any little hair follicles on that dome, Eric. It's pretty damn short. I was just about to uh, compliment you uh, last week on your full luscious, or did I compliment you last week on your full luscious beard? No, I don't think he did, but uh, I had to like, so I, I, it's still got a lot here, so I, I groomed it, you know, so now when it grows in, it's going to be good. Oh, hell yeah. You know, instead of it just growing at the same length everywhere where it looks like a caveman, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, I see a lot of that in Denver. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure you do. So uh, I'll probably grow this out for like a month and then go in and get it professionally trimmed so it looks real good. Nice. Just make sure where you go, they're still doing facial hair, because that's the issue with my bob app. It's not doing facial hair since the pandemic, so I'm on my own, baby. That's weird. Oh, because it's so close to your mouth. Yeah, because just like it's a, you know, it's barber where you supposed to keep the mask on the whole time. Oh yeah, I gotcha. I don't know. That might be a personal decision because I uh, last time I was in there, I saw the. Uh, the stylist next to him, uh, she was uh, doing some guy's beard, so I think that's just a personal choice. Oh, they, they probably just assume, like, if you're wearing the mask, you probably don't want it. 
Or you're saying the guy was wearing a mask and then he took it off and got the beard done. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well... Man, a second here, Saucy. What's going on? Uh, are we in the case still? Yeah, you can't hear me? Yeah, it's doing a little cutting. Okay, hold on. I'll get it out. I totally forgot. And it was doing this weird... Th- What's going on at your house? Is the air conditioner turning on and off or something? turned it off just now because i think that cuts in the way as well oh yeah it's a lot clearer but hold on let me get this stupid case off uh i mean we should have learned you know what i mean jeff i said it last week it's real simple guys if you're having trouble with your podcast and you can't hear the other guy you're talking to just pop your phone out of your case you dummy (laughs) you big goof it's that easy all right now the phone's out of the case how is it now Alright, I think this is pretty good uh, audio. This might be the best we've had in weeks. That's a good thing. It's looking real clear. Uh, I cut my air conditioner as well because on the second floor of the new house, there is, uh, it's a remodel up here. And uh, he only ran one uh, supply line to the whole second floor as far as the air conditioner goes. Uh-huh. So you so it didn't work. So he, then he just threw in a uh, a window unit, you know. Oh uh, yeah. And that thing is like I had it going while I was doing some test runs for the the levels for the podcast, and it was like I was fucking standing in front of a jet airplane, <laughs> like Nick Cage style. Oh yeah, dude! I got the a wi- not a window unit, but close enough, and yeah, those things roar. Oh, you got like I a, gotta turn my TV up to twice the volume. You got like a hotel style unit. Yeah, exactly. Okay, those things are nice. This it, it kind of has the same effect as the window unit. Like they're loud and annoying, and they use up probably use up a ton of energy. But it is awesome how it just blasts cold air. Like you could just stand yeah. stand in front of it and be like, yeah, exactly. Delicious. So what have you been doing today? Nothing, dude. Uh, I was late watching the movie, so I just got up about 45 minutes ago. Okay. You just fell flat on your face over here. The phone just went... <laughs> so what'd you do? You said you were up late watching a movie? Oh, watching the movie for uh, the dollar bin? Yes. Nice. Well, what, a, what, a, what a tease, Eric. God damn it. <laughs> this is good. This is going to sound hilarious. You can clearly hear every time you fall. Or clunk. Okay, hold on. I remember what I did last week. I got an idea. Yeah, me wedged by the microphone. And then I put you inside the case. Like this. Oops, hold on. This is probably stuff you should do off air. (laughs) We'll see if that helps. But yeah, a great segue into today. We will have another edition of the Boom DDT Dollar Bin, hosted by our resident film milk expert and magic milkman, Bork. And we are very excited. And uh, we'll just leave that as a teaser, Jeff. We don't have to tell them what movie it is, do we? No, not not until Bork comes on. <laughs> okay. When, Normally we give him a week or so heads up to watch it, but I mean, I don't we think, don't have to. No, I don't think anybody needs to watch this movie. Do you? 
No, I mean, you, you, know, you know what you get with this movie, you so... Know, yeah, you know exactly... This movie... You know, the last tease I'll tell you is this movie was exactly... I Like, I did not need to watch this movie. I could have told you everything that happened. Well, I did need to watch this movie, but... Uh, that That's because I was expecting something a little lighter. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that, but yeah. Eric... We we got it. We got a short time frame here today, so uh, not a lot we of do. stuff to talk about with wrestling. Uh, I basically just want to talk about Raw. Yes, but we should thank the uh, the what do we call them? The Faithful Fifty. Faithful Fifty. Was that what we called them? Yeah. It was. Was that it, or was it something else? No, it's the Faithful Fifty. Well, they were back. Were they? Yeah, they were back for a late comeback. At first, I was like, ooh, we're not doing so hot this week. <laughs> yeah, the Faithful 50 didn't look too faithful. <laughs> yeah. They, they showed up. They did. They are back. Kind of, like, kind of like the cast of our movie. Yes. Like they showed up when you least expect. Yeah, so they uh, they made it back, and we'd like to say thanks to anybody who's listening to this. Uh, we appreciate it. But yeah, Monday Night Raw, Jeff, uh, I'm disappointed to say that I did not make it all the way through. I know the results, but I missed uh, two matches that I really wanted to see. But obviously, we'll have to still go over them, and I'll have to watch them at my own convenience. Um, For sure. But yeah, it got just a little behind because of all, you know, I'm moving in, how annoying it is. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so w- remind me how it started off. Did we get Randy Orton at the top of the show? We sure did. Okay. And he comes out, and he just basically... Uh... All business. He's he's calling out DMAC. He's got his eye on the prize, baby. Yep, which is which is cool. I wish it I wish there was something more to it. Like they don't have a history, do they? No. Yeah. No, uh, Orton's always been above DMAC's level, I think, back in the day. Yeah. So it appears it might be just one of those stories where it's like you you know, it's just a, t- a championship story. Yeah. And he basically watched the title match at SummerSlam. No, no, uh, no fancy gimmicks about it. He just watched the title match. And as soon as he said that, I'm like, why, why didn't we get here sooner? We, we had to fuck around with Dolph for a while, but damn it, we got Orton and D-Mac at SummerSlam. Yeah. Well, uh, the internet, uh, there's, it, there is, uh, people on the internet that want to see, Randy take that title at SummerSlam. It's definitely D-Mac's biggest threat to date. Oh yeah. Well, they want they think that Orton's not to the age where it's not he wouldn't be uh, an illegitimate champ, which I agree with. He's still like a Goldberg. Yeah, he's he's still in some like his late prime or whatever you want. To, he's like at a LeBron stage. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a great that's a great comparison. Yeah, so like, which I totally agree. Like, he could still be champ. I mean, but I I would hate to see D Mac never never see the crowd. That would be a fucking shame. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 intriguing, Eric. And Orton's got a lot of a lot of support by him. So I really like this matchup. But D Mac twenty twenty, I gotta stand strong. I know. I just wanted like I just don't know how this. The whole thing is going to go, obviously, with the coronavirus, and it's really frustrating because it's like, who the fuck knows and we'll be able to go to a wrestling show? 
but it's a shame if or if if McIntyre's whole run was without a crowd in the pure in the uh, performance center. That is yeah. that is a crying shame. You better call it the Peoria Center. The Peoria Center. Because <laughs> like he's, I think he's done good work, and like I heard the match was really good. We can get to it later, obviously, but the match on this Raw I heard was really good. Yeah, it was. And he does really good work, and I think this, I think with the crowd it could have been cool, but I don't know. I guess I wouldn't be like if if he lost it to Randy, it wouldn't be the worst thing. We got weeks to dissect this, see where they take the story. Yes, of course. We'll see. We'll see where that one goes. Uh, did Big Show? Is this the one where Big Show did a lengthy ass promo, or was that last Raw? That was last week. Okay. There's no Big Show on this episode. No. That's a shame because he he did re- just receive receive a prestigious five hot dog uh, rating. Yeah. So it's a shame that they pulled him off television already. Well, I mean, if, if, you, if you get a five-dog rating, maybe get the next week off. Maybe that's, Vince's, uh, that's how he does in the pandemic. Yeah. Show. Show. Big show. I don't even know how to do Vince. That's a hard one. Except, yeah. except you're fired is pretty... Anybody can pull that one out. Yeah, you're fired is a good one. But besides that, it's hard to do much in the way of Vince McMahon. Can I offer you some Purell? Well, yeah, now because it's especially because now because he's not Mister McMahon. Yeah. Now that he's, he's actually just old man Vince. Now that he's old man Vince, it's really hard to do. But okay, what was the next segment? Uh, so it's kind of uh, abridged, but we got uh. Oh yeah. Right, right on Orton's exit, we get Nia Jackson interrupting for no reason. Just one of those things that WWE does. Don't go anywhere because we got blah, blah, blah already coming out while Randy Orton's exit. So Nia Jax is entering and she's just talking her shit about how everyone's afraid of her in the women's division. She's talking shit about injuring Charlotte Flair, you know, and no one's liking it. The crowd is just giving her heat galore. Then Shayna Baszler comes out. Bam, dan, 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 dan. <laughs> yeah. And I have never been more happy to see Shayna Baszler come out since she was in NXT. Yeah, I think. Are you are you completely anti Nia? I am anti Nia to the to yes. <laughs> yeah. To the degree. Yeah, she's all, she's all you really do is nice. injure people, you klutz. Yeah, she is really annoying. I agree. She's she's uh she's canceled. She gets legitimate heat, though. Yeah, she does. Like, she can work that microphone, but at the same time, no. No, yeah. your in-ring shit is terrible. It really is. Uh, so who did she call out? I can't remember. Or no, so she, yeah, he gets interrupted by Shayna. And then there's yes. a, is there a weird moment, or is this how it was? Because on the Hulu cut, like, they started getting into a fight, and then it just cut out, and then that that was the end of the segment. Is that what happened on Raw? Uh, so, and this one, like I say, is abridged. So you, you had, uh, like, a fight start to break out, and security was trying to break it up. And, yeah, like you said, they went to commercial. They came back with a Raw tag team number one contenders match. Then after that, yeah. 
they had what was scheduled to be Nia Jax versus Shayna Baszler, but it, it went to shit real quick, and they got they got a double count out. And oh, yeah, yeah. there's brouhaha, brouhaha of Bruin. Yeah, I remember that. I don't know. Does that one get you excited or no? I mean, it's it's a it's a good thing for the mid card for the women's division on Raw. Like it's. More than we, more than we can say for like Lacey Evans and Naomi and all of them on SmackDown, that's where they're true. just treading water if they're not Bailey and Sasha. Yeah, that's true. Yep. I, I haven't watched a couple of SmackDowns now, so yeah. Uh, the match that you just talked about in between uh, the uh, number one Raw tag team number one contendership match. Yeah. I thought that was kind of whack. How like it's just gonna be another story. It's gonna be another storyless match, you know. Yep, faces versus heels in this match. It was Viking Raiders versus Ricochet and Alexander versus uh, Almas and Garza. Almas and Garza ended up getting the win, and they're already scheduled to face Street Profits at SummerSlam. I did like the Street. The Street Power Profits got the the Vince treatment at the end. There, did you catch that? They got the Vince treatment. Yeah, they were go- They were a little long-winded, according to Vince, and they got the cutoff. They were like, "Oh, during their promo." Yeah, yeah, like everybody, they went through and they they were going at an okay pace. They were probably going a little slow. I, I mean, who knows what kind of time restrictions they were on? But yeah, they're going through everybody's intros and like making up. Like some of them were funny. Like the. The uh, Cedric one was amazing. The Cedric, he called him Cedric, the sports entertainer, Alexander. <laughs> you know, Cedric the entertainer. I thought that was that was a good one. But anyway, they got <laughs> they got Cedric the sports entertainer. Yeah, I didn't catch that. <laughs> that's a that's good shit right there. <laughs> uh, but then when they got to the last, I think the last team they announced was uh, Almas and Garza. Oh, are you sure it wasn't? I don't know. Maybe you're right. If it was, uh, I remember he was telling. Uh, he's like an an angel. Charlie don't want Garza. Oh yeah. Charlie don't want no angel on her shoulder. She's after that eye bar. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. And then the next one, and then he said, and uh, uh, and Andrade, and then boom, music just hit. I was so curious what he was going to hit Andrade with. I know, and they both looked like... They tried to play it off cool, but they knew damn well they got vinced. They got, I think they were, they were actually rattled when they first got on commentary. Because when they got on commentary, they're just like giving you the the classic one-liners. Like, oh yeah, that's what's up, that's what's up. Yeah. Like, until they went to commercial and they came back, they're a little more settled again. Yeah, well that probably is a whole different <laughs> thing. I mean, who knows how hard that would be. You know, yeah, I mean, if you have this shit written out and rehearsed and everything, and you don't even get to the, like, I, I bet you that last punchline on Andrade was going to be good. Yeah. So. I mean, they were good before. They were, I, I thought it was a good promo, but yeah, they got, they got cut off. Uh, I liked how hype uh, Samoa Joe was getting during this that when it all, like, came to a head at the end, like, Angel Garza and Andrade had won, and, uh, they're like, uh, he's like, we don't have to wait till some slam. We don't have to wait till some slam. And they're like beating the shit out of each other. And he's getting hype as fuck. Yeah, that was a good. I like that part. No, what she said about Joe last week is spot on. He's 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 showing up. 
he just like makes it. He he gets hype and he makes it exciting. There's a part uh, in the next segment that uh, I, I actually want to take a clip from him, like stick it at the end of our podcast or something. Uh, we'll get to it because this is involving Seth Rollins and Dominic Mysterio. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I I like this segment actually. Like I I like Dominic's energy. I mean, he was he looked pretty good out there. So uh, yeah, Rollins just basically invites Dominic down to the ring, and Dominic uh, he's not gonna come out at first, but then yeah, he comes out and blindsides Rollins and tries to uh, put the hurt on him. But Dominic's only a twenty year old non wrestler. And he gets the shit kicked out of him by Rollins and uh, Murphy. Uh, and, I don't know, Black tries to help out, but nothing doing. And then we get some more eye tricks, Eric. Yep. <laughs> I forget. What happens with this one, though? They just threatened it and they didn't do it? Uh, at first, um... Oh, yeah. At first, they threatened to do it to uh, Dominic as well. Like, Seth is just, like, looking at a stunned Dominic and, do, and like, doing the two-plus-two look. Looking at Dominic, looking at the steel steps, looking back at Dominic, yeah. looking at the steel steps. Trying, you know? to, trying to figure out this equation. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a real tough one. He's yeah. like, you made me do this. You made me do... Okay, no, Seth, no one's making you do <laughs> you a goddamn do thing. This. You're clearly brainwashed. Yeah, I do like Seth's character, though. I stand behind that. I think it's funny. It's it's picking up heat. Yeah. I think it's It's, good. So he gets close to uh, putting Dominic's face to the step, and then Aleister Black comes in to save the day, but that doesn't last long because you had the same two-on-one scenario with Aleister Black uh, just getting the shit kicked out of him by Rollins and Murphy. And then Rollins gets to the point where he's trying to he's trying to make a true follower out of uh, Murphy. He's like, "You ready for this or something?" He's like basically forcing Murphy to scrape Black's eye out on the steel step. Yeah, it's like you do this, and Murphy's like, "I don't know." He's all hesitant <laughs> and shit, and Rollins is literally just slapping him around. He's like, "You're not good enough for this." Yeah. You gotta like, pull his eye out. So the the cult's in full effect, Eric. Yeah. What we do is we take people's eyes out. Yeah. This, this is this is this is what we do here. We extract eyeballs, and if you <laughs> get on it, yeah. But Dominic, like, I thought that he cha- he ends up chasing him away with what a kendo stick, right? Yeah. So uh, Murphy actually gets closer to scraping. Black's eye out, and actually, like you see a little press into the side of the steps during that one. I I didn't see a fake eyeball anywhere, but Black's just holding his eye afterwards like that. Yeah, and that that's when Dominic comes in with the kendo stick, and he's just swinging that shit like he's Jose Abreu, Eric. Yeah, yeah, he went all out. to town, and yeah, he's chasing him off. And here's the tagline that Samoa Joe hits us with. As Dominic is chasing us off and Samoa's getting hyped. Rumble, young man, rumble! Oh, yeah. That was a good one. I want to take that and put that at the end of our show, man. No, that was a good-ass one. Yeah, he gets hyped, man. That's what we need. Because, like, 
we're, we're not getting hype from the crowd, obviously. Yeah. But and, it's weird. I mean, is, is Joe anti-Rollins? Like, <laughs> in this role? Because normally Joe's just filling in that classic heel role. Like Jerry the King. Yeah, he must be. That is interesting. I mean, even Jerry the King would go anti-heel if they're truly sadistic like Rollins supposedly is. <laughs> he is sadistic, man. He's fucking ripping people's eyes out. Yeah. So that's the front half of Raw, Eric. And the back half is only three and a half segments. But goddamn, some good-ass matches in those segments. Yeah, this is where I don't think I've seen anything. So it starts off with a VIP lounge, MVP's VIP lounge, with uh, Lashley and Benjamin. He brings out uh, Mustafa Ali and basically offers him the classic faction ultimatum. Either Mm. with us or against us type of thing. Yeah. And Mustafa Ali says no. Uh... R-Truth has a quick run-in on Shelton Benjamin. That doesn't really matter. And then we come back from commercial, and we have a Lashley versus Mustafa Ali match. And this is a damn good match, Eric. Really? I liked it. No, I mean, I could, it could, I, I was wondering, I was worried they were going to squash him. No. No, okay. they, they gave them room to work. Like, Mustafa, like, I forgot how nimble Mustafa is. He's great, dude. I don't know where he was. I don't know where he, I don't know if he... Like, didn't want to come in, or if, you know, who knows the story behind that. But, yeah, I'm glad he's back. I miss He's him. back with his light-up mask. Hell, yeah. And he ready to, he's ready to rumble, young man. Yeah. <laughs> rumble, young man, rumble. And Lashley's, Lashley was selling shit good. They're like, a powerhouse versus speedy guy. That's always a recipe for a good match, in my opinion. Yeah. And Eric, I don't know if we got to the name of this faction last week. What the internet wants to call 2020's Nation of Domination. No. But uh, MVP has clarified to us that this is the Hurt Business. And business yeah. is the human. Yeah, which is, I, I'm cool with that name. <laughs> that's, that's a cool last name. <laughs> yeah, the Hurt Business. How did it take till 2020 for a wrestling faction to call himself the Hurt Business? Hell yeah. So right now, so he doesn't have any new members yet, though, does he? No, it's just Lashley and Benjamin. I'm fine with it staying like that. Yeah. Okay. The Hurt Business. I like it. So he, so Lashley wins, I'm assuming? Yes. Uh, full Nelson submission. Classic. I like that. Is, so is that Lashley's new thing, the Full Nelson? I think that's always been his thing. I mean, not as much as that uh, Chris Masters fella. The Master Lock? Yeah, not as much as the Master Lock, but I think <laughs> at least since his uh, modern return, Lashley's always done a full Nelson, I thought. I like, I haven't, I, I don't know, man. I don't remember it much in his recent run, but I could be wrong. Uh, this just hit me, uh, I forgot, and I meant to tell you, uh, Michael Cole's real name isn't Michael Cole, it's like, I swear JR said his name was Sean Colefart. It's, according to Wikipedia, a couple of years back, it's Michael Colston, because I, I called him his actual name when I was within 100 yards of him at a Raw, and I thought he flinched. I'm like, hey, Colston, shut up! <laughs> I, I I don't know if, I don't know if uh, Jr was ribbing him or what, but I swear he called him Cole Fart. 
Which is good. Which is good. He got him. Got him confirmed. Uh, and then it went to the... What was next? The Raw Women's Championship, Eric. So which match was better, first off? Raw Women's or Ziggler uh, Drew? I I was doing a little bit of fast-forwarding through both. <laughs> Time crunch reasons. Yeah. Not because the match was bad, but just time crunch. I had to get to our uh, magic movie. Mm, the dollar bin. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, the the WWE Championship was an extreme rules match, so you had all, all that going for. Like, you had the mystery of weapons. Like, what, what weapons will be used? Uh, yeah. I can like, I don't know. They're both similar to their uh, actual pay per view matches. They weren't better than the pay per view matches, in my opinion. They were, if the pay per view matches were an A, they would be a B. Okay. You know. I gotcha. So I, I can't really say which is better. It just depends what kind of style you like more: the extreme rules or the straight up match between uh, two featherweight ladies. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're they're both good. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, no, I'm excited to see him. So, uh, so the 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 Raw Women's has a, has an interesting ending. They had an interesting beginning, Eric. That gave away the interesting ending. Ending because uh, the ring announcer did not announce Sasha Banks as a challenger, as Sasha Banks is holding up the belt, and he also did not announce Oscar as a champion. I'm like, oh well, that's not a good side at all. Why the fuck did they do that? I don't know. You said, like the uh, Phillips and them were very clearly saying that Asuka is still your champion, but then the guy didn't announce her as champion or challenger. <laughs> and then I, I've come to find out, I don't know if I heard this incorrect on last week's Raw, because Steph explains it terribly, but uh, apparently Asuka can be counted out and lose the title as well. Hmm. Okay. So she's punished for no reason. Yeah, she she does not have champion's advantage for no fucking reason. Huh. Stupid. So how's it end? I mean, I saw who won, but how's it end? Well, Asuka's... Uh, Bailey and uh, Kyrie Sane are nowhere to be seen. I don't know if they got ejected or what. Because they came out with uh, their counterparts. I think she's... counterparts. I think, uh... I think Sane, like... Like chased her to the back or something. Okay, so right when it's right when it's get good, you think Oscar's gonna take over? All of a sudden, we can blame WWE production for the end of this match because all of a sudden on the Titantron, Eric, we see Bailey kicking the shit out of Kyrie saying him back, and it's not just a quick clip; it's going on as Oscar's trying to just whoop ass on a. A limp, lifeless Sasha Banks. Like Sasha Banks, literally a ragdoll at this point. They pulled it. Not moving at all. They pulled an AEW. Huh? They pulled an AEW. Yeah. (laughs) Asuka's just. She's conflicted. She's doing the equation. Do I go help my friend? If I go help my friend, then I'll be counted out. Do I go help my friend? She's getting the shit kicked out of her in the back. Yeah. Eventually, she goes to the back. As soon as she gets back there, Bailey, like not a punch of stone, Bailey just runs away. 
great help, Oscar. There's literally no one else in the back who could help with that scenario. Yeah, so just... just so, uh, Oscar gets counted out. A lifeless Sasha Banks win the title. <clears throat> and Bailey comes down, and her and Sasha just celebrating galore. And Asuka is absolutely furious post-match. She's just irate yelling in Japanese after the commercial when they, uh, Charlie tried to get an interview with her. What a pathetic champion Sasha Banks is. Yeah. A truly terrible champion. <laughs> I kind of like... I didn't see it, so I can't give my full opinion, but I kind of like that booking. I mean, that makes her look uh, so annoying. Yeah. Which is good. Uh, the, the, the heat's in full effect for them. Yeah, which is good. Uh, man. Uh, you got shut out again, Eric. I know, and did you hear about Kyrie? No. She's gone. What do you mean? She's done. She's going back to Japan. In that like, for real? <laughs> yeah, Jeff about passed out right there. Like, no. yeah, that's, that's bullshit, man. <laughs> I know. I loved Kyrie saying that insane elbow. I was, I was seriously so disappointed to hear this. She posted this decision. What? Well, yeah, I think so. This is she posted something that seemed like that's what she meant, but I was like, what the fuck? It was like, uh, you know, like thank you to the WWE universe and all my fans and blah blah blah. And I'm like, what the hell? What does that mean? And I looked more into it, and I guess she's going back to Japan. I don't know if it's a corona thing, or I don't know what it is, man. But it's uh, it's a big bummer. No. I didn't do much yeah, research. The, he got, is, is the crowd awake, Eric? Yeah, I think they are. Do Should we give her a round of applause for uh, all? Absolutely. I think she deserves it for sure. For the, for the insane elbow, one of the greatest finishers that we had. Uh, the charisma was through the roof on the May Young Classic, so hopefully she, hopefully it's a round trip thing eventually, years to come. Yeah. Hopefully she makes it back. I hope so. I hope she's not just done wrestling. Like I hope it's just a Corona thing, and she thinks like, because I don't know how Japan's doing. Maybe she thinks like the United States is getting too whack, you know? Well, she, the WWE's too whack. Yeah, that could be it. But anyway. uh Thank you, Kyrie, for a great fucking finisher. The insane elbow, simply incredible. Let's give a round of applause. As a business owner, you eventually realize you can't do everything yourself. But hiring is complicated. And what if you only need part-time help? Belay, an innovative staffing solution, has successfully matched thousands of small businesses with part-time virtual assistants, bookkeepers, and social media strategists. Let Belay help you juggle less and accomplish more. Just go to belaysolutions.com. That's B-E-L-A-Y solutions.com. As a business owner, you eventually realize you can't do everything yourself. But hiring is complicated. And what if you only need part-time help? Belay, an innovative staffing solution, has successfully matched thousands of small businesses with part-time virtual assistants, bookkeepers, and social media strategists. Let Belay help you juggle less and accomplish more. Just go to belaysolutions.com. That's B-E-L-A-Y solutions.com. And for all the stiff, uh, strong style workings, it's a pleasure. Absolutely. Pleasure to watch. to say about this uh, WWE championship match 
we all know who's going to win it. Yeah. Uh, yep. I did. Now, DMAC was set to pick the stipulation last minute, but that was kind of not. All, all, that, all that glimmer is in gold because you're thinking, okay, what's he going to pick now? How's he going to jazz this up? And then he just does the exact same stipulation. It's just an extreme. It's a hardcore match. Yeah. Dolph can still use all the shit he wants, but so can DMAC. It's a straight extreme rules slash hardcore match instead of just a one-sided hardcore match. Yeah, and I uh, I did, like, fast forward to the end of this one, and I did see that, excuse me, Randy Orton sneaks in for the RKO at the end to close the show. Oh, I've, yeah, shit. I mean, <clears throat> I, I, I would have bet... I would have bet my pizza last night <laughs> on an RKO happening at the end of that match. Uh, okay, well... Pause. We need to talk about the pizza. What'd you get? Pizza Hut? No, uh, frozen pizza, Eric. Okay. What'd you get? What'd you have? Screaming Sicilian. And this ties directly into the the magic movie. Okay. <laughs> Just to the fact that I was so enthralled with the movie that I ate a full fucking pizza. Now I feel fat as hell today. How How's the Screaming Sicilian? It's good. Really? The sauce, yeah. The sauce is delicious. Uh, the ingredients quality. They have those in Peoria. I've seen them. Oh yeah, it's a national thing. I think. I've never considered it. I was like, oh, I don't know. I never heard anything about those. Give them a shot. I, I see they're on sale at the supers for seven bucks. Hell yeah. I'll give them a shot. I've, I've tried multiple flavors now. The meat is a little too strong. The Italian sausage and meatballs one I had last night. That's 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 your that's your uh, standard. Then you got the Supreme. Supreme's pretty good, but there's no mushrooms on it. Mmm, I like mushrooms. I know that. So uh, yeah, that's that's raw. Eric, it's it's a eventful raw. It one was, of the best ones in a while. It was. I don't think, but dude, did we we didn't have any five hot dog matches though. Oh no. No Orton versus Big Shows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, since you ate a delicious pizza during the uh, dollar bin viewing, we should probably get on to that. Have you talked to Bork? I let him know to, that to be ready. He's just giving it a last run through right now. So, should I get him on the horn? Yeah, get it, Yeah, get him on the horn. Let's do the dollar bin. All right. Oh man, is this how's this gonna work? Am I gonna be able to see him? Yeah. Nice. This is basically the same thing as a Zoom call, but with better internet quality. Nice. If he picks up, look at him. Yeah. Come, Come on, on, Bork. I'm trying to do a goddamn dollar bin here. Let's give, uh, I wish we had a boo sound effect. We got, we got 
bomb one. Why don't you drop that? Okay, let me drop a bomb on his ass. like dropping a dead fish in the middle of this show. Yeah. I don't know which one the bomb is, man. What's this? Oh, burp. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling after that Sicilian. Yeah. Feeling like one of these. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe this one. Yep. That about sums up the segue. That's what you did, Bork. So, did you try him again? I'll try him again right now. Yeah, try him again. Did you have you talked to him today, or is he still sleeping? No, I talked to him. Cause he was sending me ravioli texts at three in the morning. Talking about. <laughs> I got those. Did you, did you watch those? <laughs> yeah, they were amazing. He sent us a, a compilation of all the old school Attitude Era. Chef Wario D ads. Dude, they were There's fucking only money. Two of them I didn't remember. I know, I remember bits and pieces of like all of them. Uh, the Booker T one would was the offensive in twenty twenty eyes. Uh, in a way. <laughs> Did you see oh, that absolutely. one? Absolutely. <laughs> Did you see that one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> Sorry boys. What's up? Not much. I hit home and it just hung up. Oh. Like I hit the home button. Okay. Look at this shit. We got visual on everybody. This is amazing. We'd like to welcome, after a slight pause and burp, back to the back to the Boom DDT podcast, our local film expert and magic milkman, Bork. Welcome back, Bork. Welcome uh, back. Thank you, boys. Oh, yes. You kind. Yes, yes. Uh, so Bork, where'd you find? We were just telling the audience about how you uh, sent us a compilation of all the Chef Boyardee WWF commercials uh, from the the or the late '90s, early 2000s. I'm assuming. Uh, how'd you come up? Where'd you find that one? Um, I told Jeff last night on Netflix after I watched Gridiron Gang. Uh, I saw that Beyond the Mat, that '99 documentary, was on Netflix. Nice. And it just has like all the classic like footage of Vince like from the Raw era and everything like or Raw's War or whatever and yeah there is a clip where they have they have like the Mankind segment and all of a sudden it cuts to his ravioli commercial and it's like the ravioli is good for all the mankind and I was like oh my god like, <laughs> like I, have to, I have to look this up and I just typed in Mankind Ravioli and that was like one of the third options, and it was like all of the WWE commercials. I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna watch that one." Oh fuck yeah! It, it, it honestly it worked. Like I was like, "Man, I could eat some ravioli." And yeah, I had like <laughs> who to have a the thumbnail was like Jeff Hardy or something. I'm like, "Oh, I gotta see that." Like, yeah, the Jeff Hardy one was funny. It was like, "You think that shit's extreme?" <laughs> yeah, did, did he do a swanton? <laughs> oh, swantons and. Uh, the, what's the one called, Jeff, where he runs off of Matt's back? Do they have a name for that one? Whisper in the Wind. Yeah. <laughs> or Poetry in Motion. Yeah, because Whisper in the Wind's the one where he does the weird backflip, right? Did they come up with those names? Who knows? <laughs> Absolutely they did. I, I bet, I bet did. yeah, I'm sure they did, dude. That they, sounds, they did my eyes. That, that came out of their best lyric notebook. That sounds like Jeff Hardy to me. That's right up his alley. But uh, 
yeah, so those were amazing. Thank you for sending me those. Those are great. We were we were talking about how the Booker T one was slightly offensive in twenty twenty eyes. Yeah. Because the mom looked like a straight cartoon. Like it, it was bad. Little little Angelima like. Oh man, it was bad. She had like the big hair and like an apron on. And I get that he was trying to make it like sitcom y, but still like it just felt it felt weird. Yeah, oh yeah. It was very weird. I think my favorite one was the uh there's a big show one and he's like a lot of people say it must be hard to be this big and he's like walking through a hallway knocking all the pictures off the wall and then he like blasts through a door frame with his forehead. And I like the last scene, like the chair breaks underneath him, he does a prat fall, like Yeah. <laughs> it's just good comedy. Yeah. I like good that one. Good ravioli comedy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really was. I liked all of them besides the Booker T one, but my favorite had to be, you know, what my favorite was Eric. Uh, the Kane one. Yep. The explosion. Oh, this is Jeff. That one surprised me, and I was like, "This is the best one." And yeah. he didn't say a word, and I was so pleased. Like, yeah, yeah. He slammed it down. What do, was he wearing? Uh, he, he still had the old school mask, so he wasn't talking at all at that point, probably. And they, and they even made a gimmick of he eats the ravioli, but he doesn't even have the mouth hole. It's yeah, the covered, yeah. the covered mask. Yeah. yeah. And does a very uncane like thing of looking at the camera and shrugging like, oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm get my meat. That was, yeah, that that did break kayfabe, man. I, I didn't, the fact that I didn't care like, for that. He does the classic thing where he raises his arms and slams them down and the fire comes out, but instead of fire, it's just ravioli. And then you see ravioli literally raining into a bowl like sloppy as fuck. Oh, yeah. It, it was good. That was good. That was good-ass shit for sure. And, like, my phone was dead all night, so I woke up and charged it. And then that was the first text message I got, and I thought you were awake. I was like... What? I was like, what the fuck is Bork doing at 7 a.m. sending ravioli texts? Well, and then, I've been only sleeping for three hours. I probably sent you that text like at four in the morning or something. No, I, I checked the time. It was like three something. But I was like, okay, that makes sense. So I was like, I cannot believe this man is up at seven sending ravioli texts. Like, what? <laughs> His life has changed drastically. <laughs> I'm getting bad, guys. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we got a Boom DDT dollar bin, and uh, what's the film this week, Bork? This one's just, it's a gridiron gang, and uh, it's a, your football drama sports movie. X to the Z. X to the Z, and The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, an early role. He's still got hair. Yep. It looks weird. It does. But this movie's not really, it's not really, it's weird, because it's, it's not really dollar bin potential, it's not really bad, but it's, it's got good moments, but it's not really like the best football movie I've seen. It's, yeah, it, it was a, cla- like, as I'm watching, I was like, man, this is just a classic football movie. Like, I know exactly what's going to happen, like, this is all, but for one of Rock's early ro- roles, like, how early of a role was it, you think? I should have looked up his filmography, but like this is 2006, so I think he's doing like some weird action movies, like you know, You're Walking Tall, and I think there was another one where he was like slamming people at two by fours or something in the mountains. 
but I thought his performance was pretty good. Like you can tell, like okay, yeah, like this guy has potential to do this. It wasn't bad. He had a lot of yelling and like he's good at the football talk. But yeah. like a lot of the talk is all just you know bitches, asses, about running asses, stomping asses, hitting asses, yeah. swing asses. I'm like, you gotta. I mean, it's a little homoerotic, just stomping ass. Yeah, plugging. Don't care about his winning and stomping ass. Yeah, plugging ass. He kept saying like, run it up their ass. Yeah, run through their ass. Run yeah, through, run their, through ass. their ass. But there was like some scenes in the practices where he had sunglasses on and he looked just like The Rock. Well, uh, yeah. Like the character. The like, character. He just looks like he's about to call somebody a jabroni. Yeah. So basically, so we got uh, The Mummy Returns is like his first movie. That was a cameo. Well, I mean, that's like, that's, I mean, besides Beyond the Mad, that's his first credit. Yeah, yeah. I think he's like in the beginning, and then he's like in the end in CGI. Exactly, like he's not a main role in that. And then a year later, well, there's this movie called Long Shot. That's probably a stupid movie. Then he's got Scorpion King. Ten dogs. Just yeah, gives it ten dogs. Ten dogs. That's our standard. That's our ten dog standard. And then uh, the Rundown, which was correct me if I'm wrong, Bork. It's got like uh, Paul Walker in it. I thought Sean William Scott. Oh, it could be. Hold on. Yeah. Rocket Stifler. You got, the, you got the wrong white guy, Eric. Yep. <laughs> you can bring <laughs> down the white guys. Yeah. The rundown was the Sean William Scott. Yeah, that's the fun one where they're like in the jungle. Yep, you're right. Sean William Scott. And then he and had like a... Christopher Walken's like the evil bad guy. <laughs> yeah. So he, he had a... Where is it? Oh, here it is. So he had a couple... And then he had like uh, Walking Tall. Yep. Was that? That's, that's a two by four mountain movie. Okay. Uh, that's the two by four mountain movie. And then other stuff I don't know about, like Be Cool, Doom, and South Southland Tales. Yeah, that's another drama with uh, Sean William Scott that I don't really know about. And Doom, yeah, I was thinking about when you talked about a horror movie that was kind of more mainstream, I was like, well, he was in Doom, and that's just kind of like a weird zombie movie. But I don't think I could find that on any of the services. Okay. Okay, I know what Doom is now. I get you. See, he's had had a little experience by now, but I thought he did all right in the movie. He did good. He did the, the powerful, like, uplifting, like, he'll give you the speech and... Get you stomping and clapping your feet and get you going ready for the game. <laughs> My question, because uh, the movie's pretty standard as far as what you'd expect from a sports drama in my book, uh, but I did want to know what you guys thought of the very ending where it shows like supposed footage of the real coach. Like, is, <laughs> is that a work? That looks like a work to me, boys. Like, you think it was fake footage? Yeah, it looks like fake footage. Am I wrong? It- it could have been, but I think it was real. That guy's hair was awesome, dude. I was going to say, I wanted The Rock to have that guy's hair. I've only seen that one other time. There was a guy we saw. Oh, oh, Jeff went outside. I was like, damn, it got loud as fuck. Oh, is that me? It's all right. <laughs> It'd be all right. Uh, so the guy has like this hair that I've only seen one other time. It's very odd. It's like, it's not a mullet, really, because it's just a little tuft in the back. It's like the ba- like where your uh, 
like the bottom of your hair, like where they either square it up or round it off, you know, your neckline. Yeah. <clears throat> There's like a poof there. It's a curl poof. <clears throat> I, I used to have a safe curl poof. It's like, yeah, it's like a little half mullet, like jerry curl poof. Like. Yeah. There was this rap group we saw uh, in, in, I think, Indianapolis <clears throat> that opened up for Yellow Wolf called uh, The Outfit Texas. And they're like these Dallas guys, and one of them had that same haircut, and it looked fucking, it looked great on that dude. But that's the only other time I've ever seen. That's the only time I've ever seen that shit. I was gonna say, if I imagine like what I think a Texas football player looks like in the '90s, like I imagine that hair. Yeah. White guy, like. It's a good ass haircut, man. So, but I thought that was a work. I was like, that cannot like his mannerisms were weird. It didn't seem like that was a real person. It sounded. It seemed like a terrible actor. And it was weird seeing like what the Rock said during the movie, like the exact verbatim, like the words, and like. It made sense when The Rock said it. Like, I kind of believed. I was like, oh, this cheesy guy could, like, give you this speech. But then when I saw the real footage, I was like, that's weird. Like, he seems like an angry kind of guy. Just yeah. Kids, but yeah, it was it weird. come off wrong, kind of. It was weird. Do you remember the name of the gangs? 88s and, um, 95s. Okay. Look at Jeff's sunglasses. I 95 or I think it was just 95. Yeah, I think it's just like the streets that they were living on. <laughs> Jeff, you're looking like a member of the Nine Fives with those sunglasses on, bro. <laughs> Got my West Coast shades on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, uh, like with every sports drama, like this has the classic beat of you have the two opposing sides, the two different ideologies, and they got to come together through teamwork and through football. And you got the 88s and the 95s and the two kids on each side that become friends in the end. And yeah. I was like, yeah, this is exactly like, you know, Remember the Titans and all these other movies. Well, like, well hang, hang up, Bert. I mean, we got we to got set a little backstory. Like, this is a, a juvie sitter that's yeah. trying to open up, like, it's South Central or somewhere in L.A. Basically, they encompass South Central L.A.'s kids. But it's somewhere in LA, and you know everything's going wrong. They're, they're having uh, gang-related violence in the juvie center. So the Rock's going to the warden, like, "How can we turn this around?" I know. How about a football team? Like they asked the Rock, like, "Hey, didn't you play football? Aren't you just trying to, you know, like live through, live vicariously through these children?" He's like, "No, just want to play some football." So we get a football team started. Then the next step is, well, you gotta find like you gotta find a league to play in. And they X to the Z exhibit, who is the assistant uh, dean. He's, I guess, under the rocks uh, uh, leadership, so to Tutelage. speak, in the Juby Center. He's learning at the rocks knee. I was gonna say, yeah, they're all cops, but I like how you called them the assistant dean. <laughs> They never gave him a title. He's just he's just always there with the clipboard to the side of the rock. He's learning at his knees under the rock's tutelage. Yeah, he's able to uh, coerce a uh, uh, Christian, some high school Christian uh, administrator to get them to join a, a good, fine, white Christian league. Yeah. And you, you come to find out that there's some racism in that Christian league that helps bring this team of mostly young black and brown children together as well. 
Yeah, Jeff, you'd anticipate that, but I saw, as I put in my notes, uh, that one character, the evil character on the opposing team, he was just being a true white Christian. That's all the language I've heard true white Christians use all the time. Yeah, that's true. Wait, yeah, I... He, yeah, he's an asshole that gets his later in the movie. So, he used the N-word later in the movie. is very, very, very unnatural of him to say. Oh, yeah, he uses a hard R very hard. Oh, the kid that's in the... Wait, are you talking about the football player or like the Latino-looking kid that's in the in the uh, juvenile center? No, I was talking about the white Christian kid, the opponent, the player. Yeah, 55, the linebacker. So. Yeah, his name's like Stevens. Okay, yeah, so Stevens. I, I never saw him. I mean, he was doing racially insensitive things, but I never saw that. I saw him just kept calling everybody boy. Yeah, he kept doing that. Which, his last line at the very end. I mean, I'm kind of skipping ahead, but the very last play, like, he's running towards number 13, Willie Weathers, the main kid. Yeah. Like, he's, like, yelling. He's, like, I'm going to kill you, boy. And I'm, like, yeah. chill out, Steven. Yeah. Like, <laughs> calm down, man. Tone it down it's just a tad. Yeah. Because this is, this is high school football, right? These are all kids younger yeah. than 18. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're all juvenile delinquents. Like, yeah. I'm like, these are all, like, 15, 16-year-old kids. Like, just chill out. Yeah. Hey, that's football, man. That's football. Oh, yeah, that's football. Uh, Have you guys, did either, I meant to ask you this, Bork, did you ever see uh, Skyscraper or Rampage? Either of those? Not yet, no. I remember those came out like back-to-back one summer. Yeah, I think that's when we get into the more entertaining of the Rock's filmography. Yeah. Because this one felt kind of like a chore. Like, this movie was like, two hours and five minutes yeah but it's just because it's one of those ensemble movies where you have like two or three sub storylines going on like we said the two different characters having two different views then you also have the coach who is going through his crisis in his life whether it be family or like divorce in this case it's his mom having cancer so yeah. rock's mom's dying and then you have like yeah, the, the story of the old white guys trying to shut it down. and Yeah. <laughs> Everything's the, there. And the, the Christian people acting like assholes. Yeah, it's all there. <laughs> yeah, so so what's your what's your final dog total on this, Jeff? Well, this is our first Dwayne The Rock Johnson flick. That's an automatic two-dog extra. And, um... <laughs> So no matter what your rating is, you're gonna add two dogs to that. Yeah, and I, I I disagree with like the run of the mill sports movie because Eric, I grew up on Mighty Ducks in the Sandlot. This is Mighty Ducks on crack with some real life problems. So I, even even though it's a very heavy movie and it, it's it's as straightforward a sports movie as you can get, like yeah, they're gonna face this one school and get their ass kicked right at the beginning. They're gonna face that same racist school at the end, and the not well. They they were true to the thing. They didn't win the championship. This no. was in the first round of the tournament. Okay. That was so confusing at the end with the narration, and he's like, "And we played the final the week later, and we lost." I was like, "What did you just show us?" I was like, "Oh, this is the playoff game." I was like, "It was such a like." Yeah. I was gonna say, does that happen in sporting events where like the playoff is more epic than the final game? Like again. I can, oh yeah. There can be outcomes like that. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. 
Did you? I kind of like that. Just kind of felt like I don't know. It just deflated the story a little. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, you're losers. Yeah. Even though you're winners, but yeah. you're losers. <laughs> you losers. But, but yeah, I was telling Eric beforehand. I, I was eating. Uh, I ate a full pizza. I was so enthralled with this movie. I had Sour Patch. I had the lights off. I had the film blasting at three in the morning. Oh wow. All this added up to me buying straight into this film. I'm going eight dogs. Holy shit, that's Holy a high rating. Shit. Yeah. <coughs> you loved it. Okay. Uh, I, I, I thought the su- like the su- like that's real substance. Like that that's actual shit that goes. It's 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 it seems corny now because it's ten to fifteen years removed, but that's 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 real shit. That's a true story. So I'll take it eight dogs. Do you uh do you have your notes right there, Bork? Is that the highest we've ever given a movie? Um, I know I have rated. I think I rated a Steven's. Uh, we rated Hunt to Kill eight. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> that was a good one. I, I rated Hunt to Kill. No, yeah, Eric, you eight also, and Jeff is six on that one. <laughs> that was a good yeah, one. It's, de- it's definitely better than Hunt to Kill. I think, like, yeah, I think Thunder and Paradise. You guys gave a high rating. Oh yeah, that one that that deserves a high one. Uh, I don't know. See, I didn't like it as much, even though it was. I mean, we're this is going off of a boom DDT dollar bin kind of scale. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you're probably yeah. right. It 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 was better than a lot of movies we've watched. But did I have a lot of fun watching it? Nah. That that's true. I'm gonna give. I, I just like the fact that there's multiple stories for once, and we actually get a story arc where. Rather than Stone Cold and Triple H just kicking ass in the woods. Yeah. Well, yeah. And the wrestler in this movie is actually talented, it seems, in act- in, 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 in somewhat way. In some way. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll give it a I'm gonna go five dogs. I'm going half dogs for sauce. Five dogs. Five dogs. <laughs> a lot of my ratings have been like in the three to six range. I think I'll keep... I like The Rock in this. I like Exhibit in this. There was funny moments. I think I'll give it a... I think I'll give it a four dog rating. Okay. Oh, man. Based on those two. Because there was, there was stupid funny moments that I laughed at. Because I told Jeff that like... <laughs> 42 minutes in, I had to pause this. And I showered, I shaved, I ate some food. I took some mushrooms and then I resumed. <laughs> oh man! Hell yeah. <laughs> and then about towards the end, it got a lot better. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I bet it did. <laughs> I felt the sound design on this movie was pretty good. Like the pads were crunchy. Like it was real loud at parts. And oh, I was yeah. like, oh man! Like Jeff said, I was getting really into the action. Yeah, you're noticing all that stuff. And then there was just stupid comedy moments, like when they pull Rock and Exhibit into the pool and have horseplay. Oh, that like, was great! After a victory and just shit like that made me gag. That's that's what uh, that's what Vince calls the "lit me up" segment, where you lit me up. Yeah, yeah, where you get real happy, and that yeah. that was it right there—the pool scene, and the uh, the scene where they like get him. What do they get him like flowers or something for his mom or? Yeah, yeah, that's another yeah. good part. Rock's walking away crying, and I'm kind of like laughing, like. Yeah. 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 Uh, but no, I thought. Um, one more, like yeah, there's just one more thing. Uh, what was I gonna uh, say? I, I got, I got something while you're filibustering, Bork. Go ahead, Jeff. The white guy uh, in juvie, his name is Bates. He ends up being like a tight end slash receiver. Yep. Yeah. You see him arguing with his mom um, 
throughout the movie, like during visitation day. And then she, uh, like all he wants to do is for her to love him. He's just, it's a classic redemption story. And then she shows up for the uh, tournament game. But my question for you guys is, in real life, does she show up to that tournament game with a pint of Evan Williams in her purse? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I mean, I would take that bet all day long. No, probably in the uh, probably in the polar pop already. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Already mixed. <laughs> yeah. You know those. You know those polar pop women. You can always spot them. Got a little diet coke and Evan Williams. You're like, yeah. There's liquor in that polar pop. Don't tell me there isn't. Yeah, because all of a sudden she started getting really into the game there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it had these funny funny moments or weird trying to be funny moments and then they had like extreme low moments yeah but like i loved when after they were winning and they're writing letters to their like families and leon the quarterback he was a he sold crack before he got arrested <laughs> and his letter and narration is hilarious because he's like throwing tds don't pay as much as slinging rocks but damn <laughs> it feel good i'm like Jesus yeah Christ. That's a bit heavy-handed. It was, but you know what? Selling TDs can can pay a lot more than selling rock if you're good. It could. If you sign the right contract. Yeah. So Leon, you know, stick to it and uh, work hard, and you never know. Yeah. Look look at uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. He just now he's the part owner of the baseball team, right, Jeff? Yep. And then uh, just one quick example of an extreme low is at the end when they're doing the happy narration and, you know, triumphant music swelling and all that. They're given, like, the Sandlot narration of the boys' futures. And some of them are positive, and then it cuts to Bug, that young kid. It's like, yeah, he's just shot in a drive-by in Compton. But Yeah, Bug was the skinny... He was the youngest kid. Like, he was the tiny kid on the team. And I'm like, that was Uh, just real dramatic. Like, that kid's just dead. Yeah, you should have just left that out. That was some real shit right there. I was there. like, fuck. Yeah. Bug yeah, died? Hard. Bug died? God, that's terrible. He was a water boy. He gave you the comedic relief all throughout the movie. And then at the end, yeah, he's dead. Yeah, that was like, tough. Shit. Yeah, it was, it was a roller coaster of emotions with Gridiron Gang. So yeah, check out the Gridiron Gang if you want to. It, it's it's I think it's worth a watch. Definitely. If you if you're down with the straightforward sports movie with uh, some heavy parts, yeah, Jeff gave it eight dogs, man. He loved it. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was up odd hours of the night, ate an entire pizza. Good for you. Uh, what was the name of the pizza? Screaming Sicilian. I gotta try it. Have you ever tried that, Bork? No, uh, I feel like I've seen that at Kroger before. Though. Yeah, they got them. It's the one with the goofy they artwork where like the giant. Giant mouth on it. Yeah, the giant mouth that's supposed to be screaming where you can see the pizza inside it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you, Bork. I'm going to give you another round of applause for another great uh, dollar bin. Thank you very much. No problem, boys. Thank you. And we are at an hour, and I got to get out of here because uh, Samantha's got a photo shoot, so I got to watch the boy. Hell yeah. So, did Bork just disappear? Yep. He ghosted us. Okay. <laughs> he didn't want to stick around for any pleasantries. <laughs> okay, good. That's all right. We got to go. All right, you got anything else, Jeff? Keep an eye out for 
SummerSlam four weeks away. We'll probably put some more segments in between now and then. Oh yeah, we'll get some more shit going. We'll get some uh, our uh, food, our resident foodie uh, Jason of uh, Cooking with Short Shorts has uh, interest in doing a um, like a high school or a middle school lunch program. Yeah, where uh, he said as a teaser with Crispitos. Yeah, so he wants to recreate some of the some of your lunchtime classics, some of your lunchroom favorites from your uh, early days as a boy. Hell yeah! So we'll look forward to that either one of these weeks, and I want to get Bork back because yeah, I I miss the uh, regular Dollar Bin. Oh yeah, they're fun to watch these these goofy ass wrestling movies. For sure, and hopefully. Not all of them will be as heavy as the eight dog slash five dog. Yeah, yeah, uh, the gridiron yeah, gang. Sure. A little, a little heavy, but we could go lighter next time. For sure, man. All right, that's all I got. Thanks again to the listeners, Faithful Fifty. Yeah, thank you, to the Faithful Fifty. Let's see if you can come through again, another uh, a third or a fourth week in a row. I think a fourth, if they can do that's it. Badass. If they can do it, that'd be badass. All right, Jeff. Night, night. Night, night. But now I don't it's understand. Start calling it. Now I don't. Now I don't understand. Good. I said, okay. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to BetterHelp.com/save. She's a licensed therapist, and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me, and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now, you save ten percent off the first month when you go through BetterHelp.com/save. BetterHelp.com/save. Got it. This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit vspdirect.com today. That's vspdirect.com.